When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, girl. We've got exciting news. We have a lot of exciting news. Is it that exciting? I don't know. I I hate when people talk about exciting news. You know, I always like to underplay. So maybe it's medium news. Okay. Could we just say it's media? We have news. Yes. We have information. We have neutral news. This is do with it what you will. Feel as excited or not, or as underwhelmed as you want. So the news is we we, we're thinking the next episode is episode nine, and then after that, all we've got left is the finale and those days between the penultimate and the ultimate. Mm-hmm. episode we didn't just want to leave you hanging there between our podcast on tuesday morning and then friday sprinkles we thought what if we could give them something yeah every day so if really all you can do right now is think about succession we want to give you some additional c10 for that moment in your life and it's not just going to be us going blah every day no I, i'm just looking at my schedule now because we don't want to like Here's what I'm worried about, Jeff. Can I tell you some fears that I have? Mm -hmm. I'm worried that our guest bookings, if I may say, have been going so well for us, that I'm worried that the audience wants a sibling or Brian Cox. Not happening. Then that's not happening. We've really tried. I've really... We've really tried for a member of the Roy family. We have tried for Tom. Not happening. It's not happening. So if you think that... like the Ooh, peekaboo. It's Brian Cox. It's not fucking happening. But but everything else is in play. Yeah, that's great, darling. Everything else is in play, but I'm not giving you someone on a poster. Happy? Yeah, because I know what's coming and it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Still no Brian Cox. I think you would have liked talking to me. You know what his big passion is in life, don't you? No. Ganja, the weed. His big passion is marijuana. Loves it. Brian Cox loves marijuana. Mm -hmm. Always talking about it. What? Are you joking? No. He didn't talk about it on Desert Island Discs? How long has he been into it for? I don't know, probably since the 60s. Can you talk about doing drugs in in a podcast or will you get arrested? Like, do the police get alerted if I say something about doing a drug? Well, it depends what you're going to say. My pitch to Brian Cox would be, I just turned 44. The last time I did drugs was right before, it was in 2010, I remember. As sort of a joke, I smoked pot with a friend of mine. Are you writing this down, constable in the drug squad? <gasps> no, I can't really get arrested. Could yeah. I get arrested by a constable? I'm not joking. Just imagine yourself in court. Yeah. The, the charges are that you smoked pot with a friend in 2010 
and all the prosecution has to do is play this podcast and that is you in the slammer in the big house for how long 15 to 20 okay so i did i did marijuana in 2010 with my friend who i don't want him to have a constable knocking on his door oh yeah because they they share they they would share it via interpol right so for brian cox Uh uh-huh if we could interview him. Mm-hmm. If he brought his bong with him. Here's the pitch. Yeah. You're not included. Because I'm an addict. Because I'm you're an sober. addict. So you can't be there. So my pitch to Brian Cox is this. I rent a studio. Uh-huh. It's just me. Just Firecratch. I get high as someone who has a very sensitive system for the first time since 2010 with Brian Cox. This is my pitch. And then I just, he and I just shoot the shit. Uh. Well, there's there's the pitch to Brian Cox. Oh my God, I wish I had a direct line to him. I gen I genuinely think if with my effervescent personality, I could be like, "Hi, please do this funny thing." I I a hundred percent think he'd actually do it. Would I'd you- go to his house. I mean, can you imagine? Oh my God. I feel like we got so sidetracked by the fact that we haven't been able to book Brian Cox for the podcast next week that we we that we are now detracting from the fact that we're going to have a little something. We're not going to overface you, but there's going to be a little something every day for you. There'll be a little something every day. And also, does anyone know someone who knows someone who knows someone who knows Brian Cox? I smoke pot for the first time. I get to ask him a lot of questions. I'm sure I can't. But what if I could? All right. Shall we get into our inbox? Yes. This first one is from Lindsay. Your nickname moving forward is Bodega Sushi. Are you insane? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just a full reading, but your, your nickname is Bodega Sushi. Hi, FNN. Psychiatrist and avid listener here. She's gone to a lot of school. That's a medical degree, that shit. I thought I'd put in my two cents about Roman and what I think is going on with him at the moment. In my professional opinion, he seems to be experiencing what we call an acute stress reaction. This is when individuals are exposed to a very recent stressor or trauma, in his case, the sudden and shocking death of his father only a week or so prior. Individuals can behave in ways that are outside of the norm for them, and it can manifest as transient emotional, somatic, cognitive, or behavioral symptoms. In this case of Roman, he is showing erratic decision-making, the firing of Jerry on the exec, the fascist election night support, increased impulsivity, popping off the mystery pills we've seen in multiple apps, and heightened emotional response, shouting at Matson on the mountain. My opinion of what, what is going to happen next week, he is going to go up to the altar to deliver the eulogy, and he is going to snap. Years and years of trauma precipitated by the past week of immense stress he has experienced will unravel from him. I think he is going to tell the congregation what Kendall did at the end of season one. From the pulpit at his father's funeral. Is that a thing? Do people in this state of grief use the pulpit to get a few things off the chest no but maybe you could she's... talk about the chicken you could talk about being locked up in the dog cage the thi- i i don't think she's picturing it i think she's picturing it like a sort of throwaway like she he looks at kendall and is like and you and the fucking kid and you and the fucking like the congregation won't know oh but there'll be a look but there'll be a look or a thing and shiv and kendall will oh. know what he what he's talking so you're not about. talking about a jack hughes moment where no. he starts dropping some truth bombs <laughs> During the eulogy. No. Like uh, Princess Diana's brother did. Maybe this will be a conscious sharing or maybe he will have truly dissociated at this point. Regardless, this character is one of the most complex individuals I have seen on television from a mental health perspective. Trauma begets trauma after all. All the best. Lindsay, a.k.a. Bodega Sushi. Are you insane? Well, 
I loved hearing a professional perspective on all that. Do you think Roman is more complex than the others? Hmm. I think they're all all very believably complex and products of their upbringing. That's what's so fascinating about it. The next one comes from Daryl. Daryl, your nickname is Sorted Backseat Fuck Job. Sorted Backseat Fuck Job says, Dear Jeff and Sarah, you and Relly. Uh, I've looked this guy up and Ewan Relly is a a banker who loves partying with the cool kids in the hip crowd. Um, he sounds disgusting. Opined this week on another Succession podcast. Boo! Uh, how are you doing with the fact that um, he's listening to another another podcast? You know, I never mind. What what I what I like when people reference other Succession podcasts. Like someone wrote into us once. It was like, oh, I heard a an interview with so and so about this detail. And then I, I, I eventually worked out it was because they were listening to another podcast because I listened to the same podcast. You think, don't try and hide it from us. No, no, no. I like that she tried to hide it. Oh, I see. It so like... she knew it was something to be ashamed of. Yeah. <laughs> or when someone's like, um, obviously yours is the best. You know, th- that's sort of what I like. But this is just kind of like a... And when they say that, I feel like they're treating us like a baby. Yeah, but... But we do need to be treated like babies. Yeah, I don't know. I I feel sort of humiliated, but also like seen and catered to. Anyway. Uh, He continues. You and Relly opined that the more subtle, refined, restrained luxury personified by Jeremy Strong's character in Succession is becoming aspirational in elite circles. And that the quiet luxury of their clothes has permeated the discussion of investment activity going into the luxury goods business and apparel business. I had to read that sentence so, so many so times. So what, what he's saying is the clothes on succession, the fashion on succession, is then trickling down into what people buy and wear. Yes. But because of the, the price point, it's a certain type of wealthy consumer because it, it would have to be for you to be able to afford them. And then... The knock-on effect of that is investors, investment banks and so on, are putting more money into those kinds of brands because their sales are on the up. Wow. Backseat fuck job continues. What are the inherent dangers for Jesse and the team in Roman's embrace of Mencken uh, becoming a similar role model and avatar for the aspirational fascists? amongst us how does a hit show like this responsibly critique and influence the zeitgeist it sits within cheers um i think it's different because i don't think the succession writers and production team are trying to create looks that people view aspirationally it's a byproduct Mm -hmm. but i do think this menken storyline it is definitely cautionary. There's nothing aspirational about it. It doesn't make it look fun. You don't think, oh, Roman's a fun fascist. He's a fun... No, but what about these, like, um, advisors and they watch this episode and then they bring this idea about burning down a voting centre somewhere that would have gone for the Democratic candidate. Succession hasn't invented those things. It's just mirroring things that happen as elections but become increasingly dystopian. Nah, this is nah, a reminder. No, I think this is a wake-up call. It really made me feel horrible, this episode, even though there wasn't anything that happened that I wouldn't have already thought happened in real life. It's very depressing. It really rubbed your face in it. Yeah, it did. Well, Nepo mommy time. I will say my mother wrote in last week and I ignored it. It doesn't seem to bother her. No, she's good about that kind of stuff. Strong like bull. (laughs) (laughs) 
This is from my mother, Lynn Barron, a.k.a. The World is My Toilet. That is not a succession quote. That is something she gave herself. One quick comment before I forget, I'm listening while stretching. I would never drink my own piss unless dying in the desert. That's disgusting. I'm telling you right now, if there was some big article in the New York Times about the fact that drinking your, you know, people eat a placenta, exactly the same thing. And you don't just like sit down with a knife and fork and eat a fucking placenta. She'd do it with her own piss. She's saying she wouldn't, but she 100% would drink her own piss. So wh- where is she Where is she getting her information from? Because she's always got like a, th- a new thing. So if, if she turns up and she's decided that sucking a pebble stops you from getting lupus, where has she got that information from? She's still a newspaper reader. Yeah, but the, the Chicago Tribune is not the New York Times, is all I'll say. No offense, Chi-Town, but... She likes the obituaries. She loves to read about who's dying. I think it makes her feel better than other people. <laughs> if only they'd eaten parsley, this would never have happened to them. Well, if anyone ever dies, my mom likes to like blame them for it. So she'll be like, <laughs> Oi, I saw, did you see that so-and-so's mother died? Oi, which I, I wasn't surprised because I'd heard she had blood in her stool, which I knew. <laughs> and I said, if there is blood in your stool, you go to the doctor immediately. Uh-huh. Your father's cancer, she, my, my dad had cancer, and her thing was he would have died except that she made him go to see someone, da 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 da, da. And then these, these moments justify the lifetime of hypochondria. The only reason she is still with us today is because she has 15 doctor's appointments a month. Yeah. If she started seeing a doctor once every two months, she'd be dead. Yeah. I wouldn't... (laughs) I wouldn't be dead, but being able to be active... And play with my grandsons. You don't understand. Being with my grandsons... (laughs) I feel emotional. Being active with my grandsons. And my friends say... Lynn, why are you doing this? This is just my values. Anyway, yes, you would fucking drink your own piss, mom. I'm not saying you sit down with a cup of piss. I'm saying that they would they would tell you that this is what you do. You you store it in like teeny teeny micro. She'd like microdose on her own urine or yeah. something. My dad is a happy man. <laughs> All right, this next one is from Ahir. This is Ahir Shah, Nepo Friendy. I hear your nickname is something grubby with compromise. Dear Fire Crutch and Normcore, long time first time. When I watched the first episode of Succession a few years ago, I settled into it pretty quickly by thinking, oh, right, it's Rupert, James, Elizabeth and Lachlan Murdoch. Over the course of the seasons, these comparisons have gained and lost relevance as the dramatic events of the show have unfurled and the characters have gone on their own journeys independent of their real-life inspirations. However, it feels like episode eight could have been elevator-pitched as, what if, shortly after his father's death, a sequence of not implausible events occur that leave the directional fate of Western democracy in the hands of Lachlan Murdoch? This, as far as hypotheticals go, is far too close for comfort ever something grubby with compromise yeah i mean i know the succession writers go to great lengths to point out the murdochs weren't the only inspiration there's the redstones and the maxwells and so on as well but there was that jesse script about the murdoch family a movie script that was doing the rounds in hollywood years ago that was thought of as being really good and it starts with 
his new wife wanting to be added to the family trust, which is how succession starts. So big in- inspiration. What do you know about Lachlan Murdoch specifically? Well, what I know about Lachlan Murdoch is, you know, that, that Vanity Fair article that came out about yeah, um, yeah, the, yeah. the divorce settlement with Jerry Hall. Within that article, uh, it said that Lachlan had accused James of leaking details to succession writers. Oh, my God. Is he, is he back on the market, Rupert? That whole article coincided with the news that he'd broken off his uh, his engagement to his girlfriend, who uh, was a, a dental hygienist. If you're ever wondering like how you meet people in your 90s, there is the answer. Oh, my God. <laughs> Doesn't seem like a good angle to be seducing from. What is the sexual impulse in your 90s? Well, your grandma had that vibrator. Oh, my God, the vibrator. My grandmother, maybe she was in her mid-80s. She fell and she hurt her hip. And so she had to go in, like she had to go in for surgery and then like that's not a quick recovery process. So she was at this home for a while, which would be the eventual place of her death, but we didn't know that at the time. My brother, who was in college at the time, was like home for the summer. And my mom goes to him, like, please, it's very difficult dealing with my mother right now. Will you just help me? She wants like these four objects from her house. He goes to my grandmother's house and he takes his friend David with him. And they're, like, looking around for, like, her little sweater to keep her warm. And David, as they arrive in her bedroom, goes, If I was a vibrator, where would I be? And Sam's like, shut up. It's too gross. Please stop. And he's like, if I was a vibrator. And sort of keeps repeating it to be funny. And he's like, I'd be near the bed because that's where people keep their vibrators. And if I'm in my 80s, I don't want to be walking for my vibrator. So eventually he he opens this, he opens a little drawer in a bedside table and there's a sock and he's going, I'd be in a sock. And he empties out a sock and there's my grandmother's fucking vibrator in her 80s. Wow. I know. I think good for her though. I think, but can't it can be both. Yeah. Next. Now, can we just pause here? Because yes. you have to talk directly to one of our listeners. Hi. I'm addressing my hate mail that I got that hurt me. My hater wrote back, very apologetic. Was it a mea culpa? Basically, not entirely, but basically. She said, I'm so, so, so sorry. I didn't know you were a sensitive soul. <laughs> I don't know that sensitive soul is the first thing that people hear. I think, they- I think I 100% come across as a sensitive soul. I think you seem like a tough old bird. <laughs> <laughs> a tough bitch like Chivroy. I'm a girl boss. So I didn't know you were a sensitive soul. I'm really, really sorry. I was drinking and I'm, I'm not going to drink again. Like drinking, she was like drunken emailing. And anyway, I just want to say I'm, I'm really sorry if I hurt your feelings after you hurt my feelings. Anyway, I want to be friends again. I really appreciate that you wrote back because my other hater didn't. I feel healed. I thank you. I am a sensitive soul. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Moving on. This comes from Kelly. Kelly, your nickname is All Aztecs are Stupid. It is with much regret that I write to you with disappointment this week. There was nary a mention by you in the episode analysis of Matson using his fingers to stir his drink. I put it to you that this is a deliberate move by the succession team, or indeed Alexander Skarsgård himself, to create acceptable porn for the middle-aged woman on a school night. What with this and his smooth, silky pyjama drawers? Keep your filthy paws off my <laughs> silky drawers. <laughs> I am ready to impersonate Stockard shouting at a moment's notice. I think she's my favourite Stockard. <laughs> uh, well, with this and his smooth, silky pyjama drawers, I became extremely hot under the perimenopausal collar. Much love. All Aztecs are stupid. This is very interesting to me because I didn't find any of these components sexual. And I'm very quick to eroticize him, obviously. But first of all, here's how I want to see him presented at home in underpants. I want him to be in a t-shirt and boxer briefs and I want to see his big leg muscles. When we first got together, you used to mock me for wearing boxer briefs and so I was so European. You don't look like he does. <laughs> Is that okay? You look great. And there's so many I great- don't look great. You don't need to patronize me by saying you look great. I do think you look great. I don't, I don't, because you know me. Nobody would just see me and think, that guy looks great. I've got other things to offer. I well, don't. what are you going to do about it? Are you going to get plastic surgery? Maybe. Are you going to start hitting the gym like a gym bunny? What was that guy called who married Liza Minnelli? No longer with us. Oh, what was his name? David, David Guest. Guest. I, I think that look would, no, not David would work Guest. for me if I had the money. He was strange. Because sometimes when you spend money on something, you want people to see it. And mm-hmm. you could really see that he'd spent money on plastic <laughs> surgery. There's no doubt. And then the stirring, the finger stirring. I also didn't, like, I didn't respond sexually to his finger stirring the drink. It didn't even occur to me that might be a thing for people because the the other day I was making myself a glass of Impto and I couldn't, <laughs> it, was, it all settled at the bottom of the glass and I put too much ice in and I was looking for a pencil. to. I was quite disgusted when I have to stir something with a pencil. Why are you ever stirring something with a pencil? Because I don't always want to go all the way across the cutlery drawer to get a spoon. Honey, that's not well. But I don't like using my finger either. Anyway, I didn't, so I didn't um, connect to any of this with Aztecs are stupid, but God, that sentence feels bad. No, there are no Aztecs listening, but it's not about that, is it? No. It's about 
racism. Well, Aztecs are stupid. I love my Matson. I didn't feel the sexuality as you did in these moments, but I love that that happened for you. Okay, this next one is from Siobhan. Siobhan's nickname is Our Fun Guy in Uruguay. <laughs> Dear FNN, thank you so much for making this podcast, which gives me more ways to indulge my obsession than my fucking moron friends who just want to say, yeah, it was a good episode. I've been totally captivated by all the Shiv and Tom scenes this season, and I do feel a little sad that we presumably won't get to see their dynamic continue up to the birth of their baby. I know. Isn't that sad? Stories have to end somewhere, though, don't they? Jesus. So my question is, given Shiv is increasingly alone and doesn't seem to have any actual friends, who would be her birthing partner? It's not even like she has some lowly staffer that she could just force to be there. My money is on her cutting Tom out of almost everything and then ringing at the last minute to say, if you want to be at the birth of your child, I'm heading to the hospital. But I could see an argument for Kendall playing his good man role. We'll love to hear your thoughts. From... Very, very um, cold from Siobhan. You AKA. wanted to love from you and all the best. What did you? Cheer, anything. Many thanks and all the best wishes. Yeah. yeah. From Siobhan, a.k.a. our fun guy in Uruguay. Any thoughts on uh, on who might be our birthing partner? What, what was Kendall's lawyer called? Oh, Lisa. Yes. Lisa, yeah. I feel like you're my lawyer, Lisa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe Shiv could take Mondale in his crate to be a birthing partner. <laughs> Just have him there in the corner of the maternity Mondale. I, I want to hold Mondale's little body. I'd wet nurse Mondale. <laughs> Lastly, this is a bit of business from last week. This is from Jude. Jude, your nickname is Hocus Potus. Matson, Jude writes, was wearing his coat indoors at a party. So this was from Tailgate Party. Wearing his coat indoors at a party. This must not have escaped the attention of the succession writers. But what does it mean? Well, I thought this was worth including mm-hmm. because I think there's some kind of line between outdoor coat and jacket you would wear at a party. And I think I Matson was on the right side of the line. I agree. Connor I... was on the wrong side, even though I think that man should just do as he feels. Completely. That was a, that was 100% an outdoor coat at Kendall's 40th. And this was 100 p indoor coat i think his clothes were saying some kind of a fuck you in what way i don't know he's turning up at this event full of the great and good and it's kind of stuffy and he's wearing that scoop neck thing yeah, he's in a scoop neck. sneakers that ridiculous gold jacket he's, he's saying something about himself just turning up to that party like that yeah 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 the vikings are here i really hope jesse dresses up for the bfi event what would you like him to wear if you could dress him like he was your barbie doll what would you put him in okay so he's naked at the moment. Divine. So what's going on first? Socks? No, he puts his underpanties on first. Okay. <laughs> These are box briefs. Mm. What colour? Grey. Right. Because I think only if you have an Alexander Skarsgård like body should you be getting involved with white. He can do whatever he white wants. White underpants. I don't think he's Jesse and white, white underpants. I think he's got like good rectal control. I don't think Jesse Armstrong shits himself. <laughs> I'm not trying to make okay. you feel bad. I think he's very measured in his food and caffeine and alcohol consumption and i don't think he ever has little bits of poop but you're saying this like i'm always going around shitting but okay i'm not incontinent (laughs) so so he's in these gray underpants gray underpants now is he using his socks to show a bit of personality nope so what type of socks is he is he wearing black dress socks and and where are these from like marks and spencers what do you think right okay and spencers and same with the undies yeah is he wearing a vest do men wear a vest under nice shirts some people do (gasps) oh i'm seeing it Uh i'm really seeing it Uh uh-huh He's. I don't think he wears a tie. Open neck, Tony Blair style. Yeah, like a real. I think he's going to wear a suit 
I mean, I don't know that this is it, but this isn't what I think he'll do. It's what I want him yeah, to yeah, do. Yeah, no, no, we're doing dress up Jesse. Dressy Jesse. <sighs> Dressy Jesse. <laughs> Dressy Jesse mm-hmm. is in um like a really nice white shirt, no tie. Because he's telling this this audience, I really fucking love that you're here and I really want to look nice for you because tonight matters to me. And that's what people do when they dress up. Okay. White shirt. Is the shirt fancy? Yeah. Any little details on it? No little details, but it's a nice shirt and it fits. From German Street. Who shops for Jesse? Jesse, I imagine. Doesn't seem like a guy with a stylist. So I guess, okay, black trousers that fit his little body like a fucking glove is, it, is this a suit now we're describing i think he maybe is in a suit so but it's, it's not, not a, it's not a blazer and different trousers no and, you know and you're how... going black black is quite an unusual choice for a suit unless is it's it? like um a tuxedo okay. or a funeral i think a very dark gray or a navy i'd love to see him in a what navy. color is the lining is he showing his wild side with the lining? nope he doesn't show a wild side <laughs> he doesn't do that he doesn't do it with socks mm-hmm. And he doesn't do it with the inside of his jacket. Cufflinks? Has he got novelty cufflinks? No, of course he doesn't. At the moment, he's in his stockinged feet. So what are you doing about that? Um, a nice brown shoe. It, I don't think he makes adventurous choices. I don't think he should be wearing brown in the city. That's for the countryside. You don't wear brown in town. Can I Google Jesse Armstrong? No, no, no. We, we, we have to work on your imagination here. Okay. Has he got a pocket square? Little hanky poking out of his top. No. No? No details? No. Is he wearing his glasses or has he put contacts in? He's wearing his glasses and he has a beard. Oh. Even if it's a little bit of scruff. Come on, man. I don't like you clean shaven. I like you a little scruffy and I want those glasses on. And is he, is he wearing a hat? <laughs> <laughs> like a Heisenberg type hat? No. What about a Kendall I, baseball cap? No, of course not. I feel like you've dressed him as Kendall. No, I, but bearded and glasses. Mm-hmm. And he's not fucking dyeing his hair either. I'll tell you that. Is he letting it grow out a bit so it's bushy at the sides? No. Okay. Jesse. Dear Jesse, I want your head like freshly done, but I want you scruffy of face and please wear your glasses. The end. Let's see. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. I'm going to make you a little dress up Jesse kit for your birthday. I'm going to get weird when I meet him, aren't I? I think so. All right. By the time we talk to you next, the funeral will have happened. The episode is called Church and State. Also, I myself am going to a funeral between now and then. That's uplifting. Do you want to tell people who died? Uh, my uh, my uncle Phil. Kids? No, nope, never married. Lovely man. R.I.P. All right, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. Bye bye, everybody. Oh my God, we'll have another funeral. No, let me adopt a tone. It's time for the funeral. Mourn, grieve, think about what Jesse will wear to the BFI event. If you want to be in touch, you know, fuck off at firecrutchandnormco.com. Have a good weekend. Enjoy the funeral, which is a sentence you don't hear every day. We love you. It was nice to heal with my enemy. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.